He has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. There's there's spot somewhere. So Hebrews 4, 3, and 4 is referring to the creation, Genesis 1 and 2. So that's the foundation of the world. So I have a tendency, or I've had the tendency, to get, you know, real trying to be hyper accurate when the Bible mentions a time. Right? So the foundation of the world, you know. Click, hit the stopwatch. That's when it happened, right? But the thing of it is, is that the foundation of the world. It's an era. I mean, it has a starting point, don't get me wrong, but, but it's not just Genesis 1, Genesis 2. Because in Luke eleven forty nine, 49, look what Jesus said. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute. Remember, they said that, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be like our fathers who killed the prophets. Jesus says, okay, I'll send you apostles and prophets just so you could find out how bad you are. <laughs> yeah. So that the blood of all the prophets shed from when? The foundation of the world. Shed from the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation. Now, see these correlations? From the foundation of the world? From the blood of Abel. Abel was the first prophet mentioned by God. So from Abel to Zacharias, who was killed, that's like from, you know, that's Genesis to Second Chronicles from the Tanakh, okay? That, that encompasses, like I was saying, from Matthew to Revelation or Genesis to Revelation. So from the blood of Abel to Zechariah, who, peri who, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary, yes, I tell you, I, it will be required of this generation. So Jesus marks that first dying marty, uh, martyr prophet as Abel. What did Abel prophesy? A better sacrifice. A better sacrifice. So how was Abel's sacrifice better than Cain's? It's obedient. Yes. Well, it, it was obedient, but what what marked it? It was what a was, blood sacrifice. It was a blood sacrifice. Yeah. It was a blood sacrifice. Cain came to God with what he wanted to do. Love Cain God. came to God with his religion. Mm -hmm. Right. Abel came to God seeking righteousness. Yes. Amen. Because God had skinned the animals and clothed his parents, and his parents had taught this lesson. So Abel sacrificed sheep, he blood sacrifice. Mm -hmm. God told Cain, Why are you on your face? You know, here's Cain worship God. Why are you on your face? There's a sacrifice for you. Sin's waiting at the door. You can overcome it. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't do it. He'd rather shed his brother's blood than submit to righteous requirement. Mm -hmm. But there's Abel. Where was he? The foundation of the world. So we know, well, here we go. It's an era. It's from let there be light to Abel at least. Mm -hmm. This foundation of the world. So I, I want you to see that, that it encompasses an era. Okay? The other thing about the foundation of the world is that there was history. There was history before the foundation of the world which I put in shorthand here, F-O-W, because on the next slide, the font doesn't fit and look pretty. Okay? <laughs> it's all about the graphics, right? Go ahead. All right. So, what happened before the foundation of the world? Well, the Father loved the Son. 
The Father loved the Son Amen. before the foundation of the world. Jesus' prayer with His disciples before He's arrested. This is the prayer after the Last Supper, right? Father, I desire that they also whom You have given Me may be with Me where I am to see My glory that You have given Me because You love Me before the foundation of the world. He knew us before the foundation of the world. Yes, He did. Yes, He did. What did God give Him because He loved Him? What did the Father give Him? What did Jesus want us to see? His glory. His glory. Mm -hmm. His glory. Let me ask you this. Does the Father love you? Yes. What do you think He's going to give you? His glory. His glory. Amen. 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 You gotta get this. You just gotta get this. Before let there be light. Jesus said, Here I am, send me. Mm -hmm. Before let there be light, the Godhead made an eternal covenant, and the Son said, I'll be the one. Now remember the history. There were created spirit beings, sentient, free will spirit beings, the angelic host. They, their animating principle was fire. They were spirits ministering flames of fire. Mm -hmm. Just as soul life in your blood gives you life, fire was their animating principle. And in their architecture, there was no redemption. You were born in the full face and glory of God. Yes. You were not put in a material world. You were put in a spirit realm. And in a spirit realm where reality, true reality, we get all the way to, to, to Hebrews 12, we're going to hear about the shaking going on. Mm -hmm. About how all this illusion shakes away mm -hmm. to what, the, what is really firm, what is really real. The angelic host saw the world founded and sang, rebelled. So when the Godhead determined to have free will sentient beings whose life principle was nephish, the son said, if they go left in their free will, it'll be me. Mm -hmm. And the father said, this is good. And the Holy Spirit said, I'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. It is an eternal covenant. Before, before, He loved you. Before, He said, let there be light. 1 Peter 1, verse 18. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, mm -hmm. like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown mm -hmm. before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times Amen. for your sake. Yes. For your sake. Yes. Remember I told you the foundation of the world was, a, was an era, was an age, was 
Are we in the last days? Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. We've been in the last days by our count for two millennia at least. A couple days from God's perspective, if. Okay? She's laughing. <laughs> he said, "He said, behold, I come quickly, and he doesn't lie." That's right. So it's our perspective that's messed up. Amen. Right? He was foreknown as the Lamb before the foundation of the world. The Son of God had decided that He would be the one. That's just so good. The scope. Okay. He couldn't be the he couldn't be the one without being a man. So, because man said he had to he had to he had to become man. We were chosen in Him mm -hmm. before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. He volunteered for singular sacrifice for a multitude of gain. Mm -hmm. And I know we like to say, if only one believed, Christ would have still died. And it's true. But you know what? It's just not only one that would believe. Right. <laughs> it's not how our Father yeah. operates. The seed dies, it multiplies. Mm -hmm. Right? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. Yes. For what purpose? That we, we should, should be, be holy and without blame before Him. In love He predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace. Father loves you. He gives you His glory. How? Graciously. Amen. The grace of God on you, which He has blessed us in the Beloved. That's yes. good, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Before the foundation of the world to be holy mm -hmm. and blameless before Him. Holy and blameless mm -hmm. before Him. So, let's just look at the scale of the sacrifice. The scale of the sacrifice here. Remember Hebrews 9.26, this out of the King James. For then must he have often suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Mm -hmm. So, this, um, this heresy suffered since the foundation of the world. I'm sure as an extent, you know, each generation has its life, right? There's always one Redeemer that shows up. And even in the modern age where UFOs and aliens are so intriguing, you know, um, well, if there's life on other planets, Jesus died for them too. <laughs> you may have not encountered that conversation yet, but you haven't been in enough cafes. Okay? <laughs> to me, you know what this says? There is no other sentient, free will, right. organic yeah. life, anywhere right. else. <laughs> there are aliens, yes, but not the way that they're portrayed on TV. You know? But that's that angelic host I was telling you about. He must have often suffered. 
right? Well, he doesn't have to often suffer. Only one time. This is the scale. But now, in the end of the world, right? So, slain from the foundation of the world and the end of the world. Mm-hmm. The entire scope of history is touched and bathed by the blood of Christ shed in His now on Calvary's hill. Mm-hmm. Alive to us in our now as we stand here, as we wait for His return during what is currently now the consummation of the ages. <laughs> How does... So if you've ever had the question, you know, well, what if, what if, you know, what about those who were alive? What about those people in China who didn't know Abraham and and Christ wasn't there yet? You know, your God sucks. I mean, this is how they go, right? You know, he's so harsh. He just left all those people out. No. Uh. Uh-uh. All those people came off the same boat, mm-hmm. and their daddy Noah came off that boat, and he had seven pairs of the clean animals and he made sacrifice Mm -hmm. the most precious animal sacrifice ever made there were only seven pairs Mm. okay even that though is no comparison to this Mm -hmm. his singular sacrifice impacted all of time. Mm-hmm. This, this is glorious. This is the sacrifice of the eternal Son of God, Jesus Christ. Revelation 13.8. You know, if you know Revelation, you know Revelation 13 is about the beast. And there are people who think that Revelation is all about you know, the Antichrist. Oh, Revelation, that's the book. No. <laughs> revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Revelation is about Jesus. So, in speaking of all these who would wind up worshiping the beast, it says, All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Who are these people? Those whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Slain. From the foundation. the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. Slain from the foundation of the world. If you go to uh, Revelation chapter 4. Actually chapter 5. Revelation 5 and verse 1. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, no man in heaven. He's got to stop right there. What does that tell you? There are people in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are men in heaven, okay? All right, no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. 
And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four, be uh, the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Mm. You know, John walked in the empty grave. Mm -hmm. John was behind closed doors when Jesus showed up. John was in the boat when he made them a grilled fish dinner on the coast, mm -hmm. remember? John was there when he ascended to heaven. Mm -hmm. John sees him in heaven as a lamb that had been slain. Amen. Mm -hmm. This sacrifice. I, we sing the song, you know, I, that, the, and, and, it, and in some ways it's true, you know, that I, I'll, I'll never know what my sin cost him. You know, I, I, I don't know if you know the song I'm thinking of. I got the words kind of wrong, but the, the sentiment's the same. Oh no. No, we'll stand there and we'll see what it cost him. And we will bow down and sing songs that no other creature on earth can sing because we will know and be so overwhelmed by love that worship will be a privilege. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As we will see him as a lamb that's been slain in the entire scope of human history, not a person who could not be redeemed by him if they believed. God is that good. He is that good. That is the scale of the sacrifice from the foundation of the world to the end of the age. <laughs> It's good news. Yes. Amen. It is such good news right, that we would be holy and blameless before yes. Him in love. Mm. <clears throat> Hebrews 9, verse 27. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Mm. I'm pause there for a second. In, in, uh, it is common, I say common, I'll narrow the field. So, um, uh, chicks tracks, right? Am I saying that right? Yep. Yeah, chicks tracks. We, you know, we all the, the they're they're iconic, right? The gospel tracks, and usually there's a story. You know, someone gets presented the gospel, and then they either believe or they don't believe. You know, and they die and they go to hell. And here's the judgment. Okay, um, here's what happened to you in your life, and this is why. You know, so so it's presented in a timeline as if, okay, I die, and then. Boom, I'm judged. No. Now, you die <laughs> before Christ comes back, you get housed. Mm -hmm. Right? No man in heaven or on the earth mm -hmm. or under the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay? So in that particular time frame of Revelation, in heaven uh, involves the gathered together and the righteous that haven't received their bodies yet on the earth are living men on earth. Under the earth? Well, that's Sheol or Hades. The judgment comes at the resurrection of the unjust mm -hmm. if you don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Your judgment comes at the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. which doesn't happen when you die. It happens when His body is gathered together. That's right. And the reason judgment can't happen when you die is because the impact of your life isn't done yet. Mm -hmm. He has an entire time scale of judgment to look after. It's from the foundation of the world mm -hmm. to the end of the age. 
And so you have one life to live. Yep. And the impact of that life bleeds into eternity. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, yeah, once to die, but then after that, after that, not immediately after that, but after that, the judgment. Okay? Now, God forbid you die and wake up in Sheol. <laughs> you yeah. probably have some impression of what judgment's coming, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay? All right. Just as it appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for Him. He's not showing up to deal with sin. Now, I, I just want to amplify another side of the second coming that perhaps you're not used to amplifying. Mm -hmm. You know, is it true that His robes are dipped in blood? Yes. Yeah. Is it true that He sets the world aright? Yes. Is it true that He... That he Smashes the, the wine press of the wrath of God? Yes. 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 But it's Jesus we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, the one who says, saying yesterday, today, and forever. The one who said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to yeah. save the world. I didn't come to condemn. You. I mean, you. the law is right there. You condemned yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm just pointing the truth out. I came to save the world. There is a matter of wholeness that we will not arrive to absent seeing Him face to face. Mm -hmm. It's a reality. Our, our iniquity is bound into our flesh. And so we've been recreated in our spirit and we're renewing our minds to the Word of God and we're being liberated and made whole, saved as we go. Um, but salvation, just like the foundation of the world is an era, and the end of the world is a time frame, salvation is a process. Mm -hmm. It had a beginning when you accepted Christ as Lord. But you don't see the full culmination of that until He changes the mortal to immortal, or the corrupt to incorrupt. And you get your new body made after His body. Amen. 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 So, just as it appointed for man to die once, and after that comes the judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin. So when he came the first time to deal with sin, how did he deal with it? He died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. He died. He bore the sin. The second time. He's coming primarily to impart the benefit of having overcome death. That's right. Amen? So, look at these correlations. Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed man wants to die. Okay, that's the first part of the verse. The next verse, this is the argument. 28, offered once to bear sin. Okay? This is, the, this is the pattern that the writer of the letter is saying. So what connects these both is death. Okay? So point of man wants to die, so Christ died once. Mm -hmm. Okay? So then, th this is, so you're expecting just classic, basic, Hebraic parallelism. Mm -hmm. You know? Here's the thought, here's the same thought in different words. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what happens here. Boom, boom. But then the logic circuit goes different. 
927b. After that comes judgment. That is correlated with to save those eagerly waiting for him. <laughs> so, the first part of, of 27 and 28, we have the death of humankind and the death of Messiah correlated. But then in the latter part of 27 and the latter part of 28, we have the judgment of humankind correlated with the salvation of Christ. Mm -hmm. Judgment contrasted with salvation. Isn't that good? Amen. Isn't that good? I mean, you see, godly fear should encompass our life, not our hope. Amen. Okay? So good. <laughs> godly fear should encompass our life, not our hope. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. We walk in reverence toward God. But... Well, I hope Christ doesn't come back tomorrow. I've been a bad boy. <laughs> okay. Well, that should be the first sign. If you're not expectant for Christ to come back, that's, that's a good time to just do an inner heart check, right? Start looking at the mirror a little bit and go, okay, that's confession time. Let's get that cleared up because, I, you know, I want to be happy clappy. I, I don't want any thief coming in and me go, oh, I'm out of my body. What happened? <laughs> you know? Uh, so, <clears throat> but... He's coming to save those who are eagerly waiting for Him. Nobody eagerly waiting for Christ is caught mm -hmm. by the thief coming in the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one eagerly waiting for Christ has Jesus show up like a thief in the night. He shows up like a welcome guest. Yes. Amen. Right? So the thief of the night's when, you know, you're with brothers and sisters in Christ and maybe, you know, maybe you're not pounding them physically, but maybe you're pounding them some other way. Amen. Maybe you're afflicting them some other way and then Jesus shows up and you're like, oh, oh, hi. Uh, oops. <laughs> I just, I just, I just love this because this, this second time around, this second time around, once, this is the argument for the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Christ, it only took once. Yeah. Once for all of mankind. For all of mankind, for all time. Um, Romans chapter 5. And verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous, righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Mm -hmm. But God commendeth His love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I, I just, we, we just need to keep bearing this in our heart. It's somehow, it seems to be the greatest temptation of a Christian that the more mature you are, or the longer you've been in the faith, the more tempted you are to try to earn God's love. Hmm. When He gave it to you, when you hated Him. <laughs> when you were fighting against Him. Yep. When you didn't believe in Him. When you were spitting on Him. When you were cursing Him. He loved you. And then somehow, when we receive that, we want Him, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting anything good for Christmas this year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's insane. It's insane. So, <clears throat> He committed His love in, in that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Much more than that, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. You see, now, you see that, that, it, that process. Reconciled. That's when you said, yes, Lord, I believe. Amen. Saved by His life is that walk of wholeness whose full culmination is when He returns. And, and you are changed in the twinkling of an eye. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 11, Not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed on all men, for that all have sinned. <clears throat> and I'm going to... Um, uh, I'll just read it all. Um, For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam and Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgressions, who is the figure of him that is to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Uh, verse 15. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded to many. And, and not as it was by, by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundant grace, abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. That reign in life Amen. is now through forever. Yeah. Right? So one man sins, sin into all mankind. But Christ, with sinless blood, paid the price of Adam's transgression and redeemed all mankind. Once for all. One sacrifice that impacted from the foundation of the world to the end of the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, uh, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> we just celebrated. It was a Thursday again this year. Uh, again. Uh, it's uncanny how that happens. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Mm -hmm. and, and so, those who are eagerly waiting for Him, you know, um, before we go there, before we go to the Thanksgiving part, I just want to read you 1 John. Yeah. First um, John chapter three. Can get there without half the Bible falling out. You caught me, didn't you? First John three and verse one. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it, is, it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Mm -hmm. And every man that yeah. has this hope in Purify Him purifies Amen. himself, even as He is pure. Mm -hmm. You see, this, this walk of hope is a walk of... It's a purifying walk. Amen. Why? Because if you are expectantly, you're expected to see Jesus. You, say you have a relative. Say you have a loved one. Say, you know, I'm, I mean, if you've been away from your wife for a while, <laughs> you know, 
had to travel where the case may be. So, well, I wonder, what was she going to look like? <laughs> you know, I should be dressed as you. I mean, it, it, it begins to consume your thoughts. You know, it's, it's, uh, so what's the attitude going to be like? What are we going to do? Uh, you're thinking about all these, what should I wear? How should I be? Right? All these kinds of things. Well, if you're expectant for the return of the Lord Jesus, who are you thinking about? Him. Jesus. That's it. You know? And, and so thinking about Jesus, well, that makes you act like Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and acting like Jesus purifies you. That's right. Right? Well, yeah, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, 1 so, uh, Corinthians. I've got it up here on the screen. Chapter 1, verse 4. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. That in every way you were enriched in Him in all speech and all knowledge, mm -hmm. even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you. So that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you to the end. Mm -hmm. He's going to sustain you to the end. Amen. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus yes. Christ. Amen. He's going to sustain you guiltless. God is faithful. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son. You see this? We, we say it, it just comes off the lips so easy, but you can really, we got to really think about it. Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Well, if you're not hanging out with him, you're not in a relationship, Amen. right? Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I've got some letters about this guy I used to know. Here, let me read you these letters. <laughs> you know, um, I've got some pictures, right? God is faithful who called us into the fellowship of his son. Hey, I want you to hang out with my boy. I want you to hang out with my son. Generally, as parents, when someone wants to hang out with our children, our reaction is different. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah. Where from? What's their family like? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want you going over there. Why is that? Well, because in a corrupted world, <laughs> it seems that corruption is more transferable than incorruption. Amen. Or virtue. Yeah, it mm -hmm. seems like it. Right? But see, Jesus doesn't have that deficit. Amen. Now, we, we're supposed to be salt and light, you know, so we can't sequester, we can't hide the lamp and expect people to see the shine, right? Yeah. But see, the Father is faithful and fully confident in what His Son can do in you. He just asks you to believe mm -hmm. what the Son can do in you. Amen. And, and, and this, is, this is the thing that just continually, it's one of these things where, you know, when I fall out of faith, Fall out of faith. It's like, will I ever get that right? Hmm. I don't know. Am I ever going to get over that? Well, is he faithful? Yes. I won't get over it. I can't. That's the problem. We think we can get over it. We couldn't. If we could get over it, there wouldn't have been this once for all sacrifice. Amen. Stop trying to get over it and start believing He did. Yes. 
And if he got over it, he can carry you up and over. It's good. It's not, you understand? And this is not a passive, you know, oh, Jesus, do it for me, you know? Um, no more drink, you know? You just got to grab my hand, Jesus. No. It's not what, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it's that, hey, he set me free from that. That man, he's dead. This man's alive in Christ Jesus. Right? So, um, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. So that is the once and for all sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen. From the foundation of the world to the end of the age. Setting us up for glory. Showering us with grace mm -hmm. and proving his love mm -hmm. eternally. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord.